Hello, listeners. Welcome to this week's episode of Hi, How Are You? We are on vacation this week because Hava got her wisdom teeth removed. So we are releasing a patron episode. We hope you like it. If you want to hear more of these patron episodes, we release them every Wednesday, and you can sign up on patreon.com slash hi, how are you? We hope you enjoy the episode and see you next week. forgot that it was time for us to record until i saw that zencaster invitation oh no worries i mean you're early i know well the invitation was early so i know i was just hanging out well hello you're looking very fresh faced oh really wow yeah well your face is shaven oh yes it is shaven compared to what it was last time oh yeah 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 i'm i'm i'm, I'm back to my more seal-like appearance <laughs> i guess like a baby shark yeah, like a baby shark. Yeah. <laughs> Great. How are you, Michael? How are you? It, it seemed like a lot was going on. A lot is always going on in the Sokolovsky grunge. Uh, I don't know what the last name of grunge girl is. Is it girl? I think it should just be Sokolovsky grunge household. Yeah, you know, just little things. Just a constant little things, big things. The know. drip, drip of the leaky faucet of life. The leaky faucet of life. In fact, we mm -hmm. have a leaky faucet. That's one of the things. I would expect nothing less. We even had a plumber come and they're like, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Tough shit. Some faucets just be leaking sometimes. Yeah. Just like this is a leaking in a way that does not make sense to us. The leakiness of this faucet is an inherent quality, which can be altered. The advice I got was get a different faucet. <laughs> Great. So. Great. You know, and of course, Skeeter wanted to like fucking eat him the whole time. Mr. Plumber, you know, just stressful, just stressful series of things. I'm trying to think if anything happened. Drama, drama, drama. Had a really good raspberry sorbet. Oh, I love raspberry sorbet. I know. There's a grocery store around here that like has like a little flying local farmer, you know, that, uh -huh. kind of, that local bullshit sometimes, you know, that's good marketing for me. Yeah. They had a local raspberry sorbet by the pint, so picked up some of that. It was good. Wow, that sounds delicious. Teleport that to me right now. I wish I could. There's so many things I wish I could teleport. Like, oh, what are the things I want right now? Nothing. All I want is the glory of Hashem radiating down on me. <laughs> and that's already happening. It requires nothing. <sighs> Only for you to become aware of it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I just gotta become aware of it. I know. It would be better. It would feel better if it did take something, but unfortunately, it's just eternally manifest. It's just would be... Sometimes I just want to be slapped in the face by God rather than... Like, I know. I mean, I think that's the whole reason Judaism has mitzvot is because, like, we could just be one with Hashem, but it makes us feel better for there to be a sort of quest about it. Yeah. You know, like it's that. like a sort of brain game we're playing with ourselves where it's like, we can't really accept the possibility that it could be that easy. So we have to like trick ourselves. We have to do like Pavlovian conditioning. <laughs> I do kind of like that. Like you hear sometimes like, I don't, I don't know who, but I feel like I've heard pseudo Buddhist meditative Western types say like, 
well, the method is not really that important. You got to get good at the method, but like, don't confuse the method with the goal.、Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to think of mitzvahs that way—that they're just、yeah. the method. That's one school of thought. Yeah, it is one school of thought. I don't know if that's my school of thought. I waffle. I waffle back and forth on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it cheapens it a little bit to just think that it's just the method. I think it is kind of the goal too. I think there's a little bit of inseparability between method and goal here. Almost as if it's non-dual. It's almost as if it's non-dual. Wow. I was just gonna say I can't believe it's not non-duality. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can believe it. Anyway, no, that's how I am. You know, that's great. That's a good little、mm-hmm. little non-dual amuse bouche prior to my asking you how you are. How am I? Yeah. Baruch Hashem, obviously, I'm in a weird little mood right now. I've been sitting here on the couch watching the newish Sex in the City show and just like that, and really enjoying it. And I've been trying to work on materials for a class I want to teach later this year, but I feel like I have like educational writer's block. Like I keep just like gathering information and materials to turn into a class, and it's just like not clicking. It's just like not—I don't know—the inspiration is like not striking me. <laughs> We gotta come to the woods. Come out to the woods. Walk around. Ugh, I don't have time for all that. You gotta get outside. If not in Western Mass, then in Rhode Island, you gotta get out there. Just walk around. Yeah,、connect. I mean, oh fuck. Um, yeah, I'm trying to figure out whether I need to keep massaging the same material. And hoping that it clicks, or whether I need to pick something else. I've never really had this experience when putting together a class before. It's always just been like, oh, I found an idea and then I make it. But this time, I like had the germ of an idea, but it's like not manifesting. So, sort of a new new situation to be confronted with. Well, I hope you're confronted with many new situations in your life that teach you many things, Ava. Oh, that was very parental of you. You're welcome. So, <laughs>、um, speaking of classes, I wanted to promo while we're on the pod. Shel Maala has a class coming up called Miraculous Minutia, where we're going to dive into a bunch of the fabulous little details that make Talmud so great that we don't get the chance to. Often address in normal classes, so you should definitely go and register for that. It's tuition based. It's going to be on some Thursdays in February. So if you want to find out more about that class and come to it, I'll put the registration link in the description slash post thingy of this patron episode. But yeah, overall I'm good. I'm just you know as usual wrestling with Talmudic difficulties. That's all I do every day. Yeah, someone needs to send you to grad school. You know, if a grad school would let me in without a bachelor's degree, I would have gone there already. But they're all fucking losers. I know it's so ridiculous, especially like considering bachelor's degrees. Like, come on. I know. Whatever, people. Like, they're not that big of a deal. I know. Grad schools really have an inflated opinion of themselves. No,、oh, I just recently found out that my alma mater, along with many other. "Quote unquote elite alma maters are being sued for being part of a cabal trying to cheat students in need of financial aid." Wow, I am zero percent surprised. That makes perfect sense. I know, yeah. So anyway, I don't really have a lot of respect for that. Those right. Kind of institutions right now. Let's talk about something we do have respect for, theoretically.、Uh, the Talmud. Yeah, the Talmud. Yeah. What did you bring for me? 
What little feast, what little cakes of Talmud? I brought you a thing. It's also from Erevin 100B. I don't know if we did A or B last week, but same same general doth Same area. zone. Same zone of, of knowledge, of wisdom, of secret uh, <laughs> Babylonian knowledge. Great. So we're going to Erevin 100B. Yes. This section of Erevin, rabbis start talking about the meaning of of a verse. It's Malfenu Mibahamot Eretz Umeof Hashamayim, which is from Job 35.1, and it basically means God teaches us wisdom from the animals of the earth and the birds in the sky, or the birds in heaven. Mm. So there's discussion about what does this verse mean? Like, oh, we're like learning from the animals, and God is making the animals the humans' teachers. What's going on there? So mm-hmm. here is what a Rav Yochanan thinks. So Amar Rav Yochanan, Ilmale lo nit natora, hayenu lime din zineyut me chachtul, vagazel min mala, vaaraot mi yona. Rav Yochanan said, if we didn't get the Torah, for whatever reason, if for some reason we didn't ever have the Torah bestowed upon us, we would still learn about decency or modesty from cats, stealing from an ant, and unfaithfulness from a dove. Presumably, we would learn about modesty and decency, you know, to be decent people from the behavior of a cat, and we would learn about stealing from an ant. Presumably, we would learn about that stealing is bad from an ant, because we would follow the ant's example. I guess ants are like little worker bees. Right. They say 99% of ant law is possession. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay. I don't get the modesty part about the cat because at this very moment, my cat is sitting here licking his own butthole (laughs) (laughs) in full public. So Rav Yochanan must believe that it's within the bounds of sinut, of modesty to um, sit in our living rooms and lick our own butthole. Well, it's a little weird because it's like, he's probably saying that the ant doesn't steal. But is he saying that the cat is immodest and we learn by the bad example? Right, because cats are bitches and we don't want to be like them. This is all presuming that the values that Yohanan values are modesty and not stealing. So Right, right. And we learn unfaithfulness from a dove. Right, because doves are sluts. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> doves mate in pairs. So we learn to be not unfaithful. But... <sighs> Every once in a while you do come across a particularly slutty dove probably has daddy yeah. issues. Who hasn't? Yeah. Who hasn't looked out their window one day and been like, what a slut. <laughs> that dove is a big slut. What is <laughs> up with that slutty dove? slutty doves. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I'm so tickled right now, but I'm loving it. I, I know. It is great. So, you know, okay, great. So we're learning things from animals. Any other opinions about this little section so far? Well, I expressed most of them just now. I mean, I like it. It's interesting that Rabbi Yochanan is making a case that these moral values that he believes are part of the Torah are in some sense sort of like encoded in nature. Right. That like yeah. all of Hashem's creation reflects the values that Reb Yochanan thinks are important, which is, you know, it's something I feel complicated about because 
I think there can be a lot of unconscious projection <laughs> there uh, that yeah, like, oh, of sure. course, like what I think is modesty, the cat does. So that means that modesty is natural. You know, it's like those fucking people who think capitalism is the embodiment of Darwinian evolution. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, which is fucking bullshit. And then on the other hand, it's always been sort of a spiritual belief of mine that one of the reasons that we often find mystical correlations in the natural world is because of the fundamental non-duality of all things. And right, because right. the truth is inherent, you know, in even the smallest particle, the world in a grain of sand, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. You're, there's this annoying um, little mm, paradox you have to deal with where mm -hmm. the premise that you can learn the same fundamental stuff from many different sources that's on the one side of the paradox and the other side is some people do that wrong some people are just doing it wrong <laughs> right, right some people like look around in the natural world and decide to create nfts you know yeah and they're like this is fine this is just as god intended yeah i guess the problem is you know it's the whole thing of like evildoers never think they're evil right and no matter what you do you're probably to some extent because we all justify our action, gonna feel that it is like reflected in the natural order of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet, I believe in the transcendence of ultimate truth and the imminence of ultimate truth and that it is all everywhere all the time. So, yeah, I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Fucking non duality, second appearance this episode. <laughs> it's as if our puny little minds can't fully understand the nature of the universe. Of nature. Now. Of nature. <laughs> right my uh, cat licking his butthole is transcendent on a level i can't even imagine those fucking dove orgies i'm having to draw my blinds to block out doves are monogamous <laughs> birds uh, all i'm saying is i think it's a little suspicious how obsessed rabbi Yochanan is with the sexual habits of birds i mean it is i mean yeah it's a little fucked up but <laughs> well i'm so glad you mentioned that because it goes on. It goes on. It okay. does go on. Give me more Reb Yochanan furry porn. Or whatever the equivalent is for birds. Hey Google. Hey Siri. What is the equivalent of a furry for birds? An avian or a feathery? <laughs> Alright, well, this goes out to all the featheries out there. Yeah, it's from Wiki for the furry encyclopedia. Derech Eretz mitnar nagol. Shemfayes vachar kach boel. We learn manners from the rooster. Derech Eretz. Uh, the way of the land. Yeah, the way of the, way the land. The world. Manners from the rooster. The rooster pacifies his lover and then has sex. I got it. <laughs> Period. That's it. <laughs> Period. The end. Period. Or he appeases. He pleases the, the other chicken and yeah. then they have sex. So, yeah. Uh, it's the proper courting behavior we learn from chickens, from roosters. Mm-hmm. Right. Notoriously courteous animals. I should say, like, prior to this, there was discussion of sexual relationships. And if it's, like, super consensual, like, if the woman, like, demands to be, like, pounded hardcore, then her sons are going to be, like, wiser and more brilliant than, like, the people during the generation of Moses. There's a verse somewhere in, in Tanakh, like, a soul can't be created without knowledge. And so, like, lack of consent, lack of knowledge on the part of the woman somehow affects the soul of the child 
child. So enthusiastic consent is like super knowledgeable, I guess. The idea of being like a knowledge sponge somehow gets passed on to the kid. So there's this whole discussion that precedes this. So the rooster is like kind of a model of how to act. If you fuck like a rooster, then you will have like smart kids. Interesting. Okay. Yes. Well... Good to know, I suppose. Does it say anything more about what is so sexually prestigious about the rooster? Well, it does. And I'll just give you the English gloss. The next little sugya actually talks about what is it that the rooster does that makes it so... Because how could you not? If you were in the room with Rabbi Yochanan, imagine, picture this, riddle me this, Birdman. Mm -hmm. You're in the room with Rabbi Yochanan. You've both just smoked a joint. And Rabbi Yochanan is like, you know what, man, if the Torah wasn't given, we'd still get it. Yeah, the ants and the cats and the doves love each other <laughs> and the roosters really know how to fuck. Yeah, yeah. And then you would be like, what? <laughs> like, what is it about the roosters? And then Yochanan would say, let me tell you, let me tell you. Let me tell you. And here's what he would say. He would say, the rooster approaches the lady chicken. I guess that's mm-hmm. repetitive, but whatever. Fem chick. The fem chick. The fem rooster. The, 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 the mask or fem rooster or whatever. Right. You know, whatever the top. Rooster. The top chicken approaches the bottom chicken. The top chicken approaches bottom chicken and behaves in such a way that almost suggests as if it is saying, I will purchase you clothing that will cover you from head to toe. And after banging, uh-huh. the chicken behaves in such a way with modesty that says, if I do not deliver on my promise of giving you this clothing, may the top of my little rooster toppy rooster top fall off. Right. Okay, so first of all, roosters for sure don't do this. No. (laughs) I've seen roosters fuck, and this is not part of the ritual. Wait, you've seen roosters fuck or roosters? Well, I've seen roosters fuck chickens. Oh, okay. Oh, I see, I see. Unfortunately, I've never been blessed enough to witness two gay roosters. Okay, that's fine. You know, it's a w- weird It's weird that this model is entirely transactional. Well, yeah. It's, <laughs> what retort are you going to offer to that? I mean, I don't know the inner workings of the chicken psyche. Right, you know? so who does? Maybe it is transactional to the chickens. I don't know. But I think it is weird. Yeah, I will agree. It is weird that Yohanan sees it as very transactional. Right, right. And that that is the way of the world that we would learn from roosters. Which, uh, again, to return to the everyone sitting around smoking a joint in the basement theory of Talmud, absolutely not a logical inference I would have made from watching rooster sex. I wouldn't have been like, oh... You gotta buy the ladies a coat. In your experience of watching this, you were on a farm for a while. Like, Mm -hmm. is it at least, you know, I don't know. Is there foreplay? Is it nice? Is it... uh, In my experience, uh, all avian mating that I have witnessed is not... Not would not something I would like for us to learn from. I'll put it that way. So yeah, I don't know. This section is very interesting to me because it's like the first sugya you can grapple with that is Torah embedded in every atom in the universe. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. it is. Duh. That's interesting. We've talked about it, and then it's like Johanan jumps the shark a little bit. <laughs> right, jumps the rooster. I don't 
know. I just thought it was. It just. I mean, it's great. It's it a great cool. nugget. I always hear this part about the cat. It's a very popular sugya, I think, to bring this oh, piece really? about the cat and the modesty. You know, it's like the kind of thing you can put on a Talmud quote a day calendar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right, yeah. or like a cat calendar. It's a great. It's a crossover hit between cat people and Jews, which is a big. That's a big demographic. Yeah, yeah. But you haven't heard like about the dove or, or the ant or anything like that? No, the other parts, not so much. Not so much. So it was, it was fun to go there. But yeah, I mean, this is another one of those Talmud sections. It has me being like, what? Whoever included this? What were they thinking? Why were they like, definitely put this in the time capsule? A hundred percent. Is it a joke? Right. Is it all a joke? Is it like, oh, they're being serious. They're being serious. And then the last part is a joke. You know what right. I mean? It's the last part like, right. hey, we also learned how to fuck from a rooster, guys. Right. And it's like actually sarcastic. Right. Who knows? The piece about the correspondences between truth and the natural world is like something true and real to think about and ponder on. And the stuff about avian sexual ethics, you know, it's a real it's a it's a comedy special that toes the line between humor and the transcendent yeah yeah it is it's like a joke that lands badly in like an otherwise pretty good like sketch comedy routine right i mean i think it's it's gotta also be a language barrier thing you know definitely like i don't think jokes in you know hundred thousand year old jokes are just they're not gonna hit the same hundred thousand year old jokes (laughs) yeah hundred thousand year old jokes are like Hey, that's a deer painted on a fucking rock. That's not hitting. Get it? Get it? it. Am I right or am I right? I wish we had Jew caves, like cave art. I mean, there are a lot of caves in the Bible. Yeah, caves in the Bible, but it'd be cool if, you know, Judaism was around for long enough that we had like 20,000 year old cave art. I don't know. That would be cool. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I love the nugget. I don't know how to wrap it up in a neat little bow. It's just a weird piece of ephemera. Yep. But... Just That's weird. what we're all about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. here on the show. Yes, yes. What do we have for uh, the main trail this week? Main show this week, I believe we're going to be talking about mental health in the Talmud. So oh, mental health in the Talmud. That'll be a good episode. I'm very excited. Um, everybody tune in. Go sign up for Miraculous Minutia if you haven't already. Send me good vibes that I figure out what the fuck to do for this class I'm trying to devise. And watch the various birds in your natural habitat and see what's up with their sexual ethics. See if we can draw any Torah analogies. Yeah, do it. That sounds nice. Buy your partner a coat, you know, and may the rooster comb fall off your head if you don't. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And with those words of wisdom, goodbye. It was great to hang out with you all. Yeah, bye.